you will just believe, trust and know that my word is true. I can do all things and I'm here today in your midst to do mighty works. I'm here to bring a work to conclusion. I'm here to finish what I have started in you, but you must trust in me. My word has been established and so has my plan and purpose over your life. Why do you stay weak and why do you struggle with your belief and your faith in me? Look to the mountains and know that I made them. Look to the stars and know that I spoke them into existence. I, the Lord, your God, am here and I'm here in mighty power. If you will believe me, I will show myself as a mighty God of love and I will make the difference in your life. But you must believe. Hallelujah. I am here in your midst. I've come and I've visited with you. This visitation is with purpose. You are my people. I am your God. As you will lean upon me today, learn of me my ways, you will find that I am found in the secret place of your praise. I'm found in the secret place of your closet your prayer line to me. These places are where strength lies. Learn to be strong in me. Don't allow the distractions of this world. Don't allow the easy paths to keep you from deeply searching out my ways. I am a God who is above, above all of the distractions. I'm a God who is above all of the schemes and devices of the enemy. I know how to lead you. I am a God of great power. As you learn of me and as you grow in me, I will take you beyond into places you will never go on your own. But you must look to me today. You must learn the ways of finding me in strength, in my mercy and my grace, for I love you, says the Lord. I love my people. Search me out. See if you will not find me. Hallelujah. What a challenge. Lord, we honor you and we thank you for the gifts of your spirit in operation in this service today. Lord, we understand and know this is seal of your work in this place you said wherever two or three are gathered together there you are in their midst and Lord you are here you haven't come just to observe us but you've come to do a work we thank you today I believe with all of my heart that as you and I depart and leave this house today you will Sense and you will know a direct touch of God. You will see a difference in the need of your heart and life. Mark that down. I'd ask all of you, if you would, to stand with me today. Gary, if it's all right, we're going to go ahead. They had another very beautiful song, but maybe we can, if they'll stick around, maybe we could get to it at the end. But they've been up all morning, so I won't blame them if they don't. 
wish you could feel what it feels like up here. I feel incredibly unworthy. Like Pastor McCoy, you would understand this, being a pastor for many years, I almost don't want to step in there. But I know that that's what he's called me to do. Jesus Christ the Lord has a word for us I'm just going to cut right to the chase I'm going to ask that our the Advent family if they will to come because we want to be sacred and honor the Lord during this Advent time I believe in it we see a move like this today because we honor and prepare our hearts for weeks prior to Christmas somebody said oh that's that that's liturgical. That's like them Orthodox churches. That's not like a spirit-filled church. It ought to be. I said it ought to be. That we honor the Lord and reverence Him. The Bible says in Psalm 25 and 14, it says, The secret of the Lord is with those who reverence Him. The secret of the Lord. What is the secret of the Lord? Well, it goes on. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who reverence Him. And then He will show His covenant. He didn't say He would just give them His covenant or you know, give it to them in, in the, just the writings. Or He said, I will show them my covenant. The covenant is His promise. When we reverence God like we are doing right now. You see, I'll shout with the best of them. How many of you know there's a time, Trent, to be quiet? There's a time to kneel and bow down. I feel like it's been a hush come over us right now. Just close your eyes for just a moment. Lord, Christmas is becoming real to us. It's becoming more real perhaps than it's ever been before. We're experiencing what it might have been like. The anticipation of the shepherds as they ran. The wise men as they followed. Mary and Joseph as they gazed into the eyes of the miracle. We thank you for the truth of Christmas. It's not the tradition. It's not the exercise. It's not the shopping, the malls, the gifts, the trees, the lights. It's none of those things. It's not even that a baby was born. It was that God became a baby. became a baby if that isn't love then I don't know what is Emmanuel God with us Jennifer Trevor Kayla Do you have any idea what you mean to these people? We love you. We've cried with you. We've stood with you. And we now, we celebrate with you. Because in the midst of all that you've gone through the last few months, which has been crazy, unbelievable, You have stood in your faith. You've stood strong. In all of heaven, I believe, as these people stand 
and many cameras out, I'm noticing, because people just still see you as the miracle that you are. I believe that right alongside of these people, that there's a balcony of heaven, and angels are cheering if we could only hear them. Michaela, if you could just hear them, little girl, pacing the hallway that night, not knowing what to do, wanting to go back and be with your mom, not knowing what in the world was going on, but just calling out to God. Trevor, when I told you the news, you said, oh, I need to go get my sister. I need to tell my sister. I need to be strong for, for Michaela. And then you, you shouldn't even be here, but you're a miracle. And God's going to show you. And I believe standing right there in the middle of that balcony is a long-haired hippie. A guy named Joran Atkins who is laughing that laugh, saying, you go, guys. Because the joy that we celebrate today, you know, how interesting that of all the gifts that we would talk about today on your day would be joy. Joy because joy is our strength. And joy is our hope. Joy is our peace. Joy is our love. Joy encapsulates all of it. And it gives you that promise that you will all be together again. And we'll all be right there by your side. And we'll celebrate for eons that our confidence and our faith in God was not misplaced. Even when we hit the brick walls of life, even when the trials and the fire was tough, we stood our ground. And in that standing, we have victory. Amen? Amen. Hang on to her. I want to get around you. <laughs> Don't want to make her stand long, but I want them to light the candle today of joy. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Let's pray. Father, speak to us in the few minutes we have together. Challenge our hearts to a deeper understanding of Christmas than ever before. In Jesus, your name we pray, amen. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. Well, let's just cut to the chase. Get right to it. Today we celebrate the gift of joy. Interesting, in this day especially, where we have so much fear, the world is driven by their anxieties, their worries, their stresses, so much tension in the world. But can I tell you something? In the place of fear, the Bible tells us, for he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me tell you something, Jesus replaces fear with faith. Jesus replaces fear with faith. He wants us to take what the enemy would use to destroy us with and have a silent confidence, that kind of a faith that doesn't necessarily see right away. We know faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But that silent 
silent confidence and trust in God is what he has promised to give us all we need to be victorious in this life. Paul summed up his entire ministry when he said, for the advancement and joy of your faith. He told the Philippians something amazing. He said, rejoice. And he said, and again, I say rejoice. What does that mean? I mean, you know, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. He was looking at those folks from a prison cell, by the way. And he was saying, hey, hey, listen to me. You know, my mom growing up, she'd say, she'd say, Raymond. And I would be like, whatever, oblivious. And she would say, Raymond Chester. Oh, I just said my middle name. Oh, no. I thought I would never do that. Oh, my gosh. You have never heard that from this pulpit. Now it's everywhere. Oh, my gosh. They're watching online. They're watching in Australia. Oh, no. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Yes, that's my name. Now you know I need counseling. (laughs) Oh, help me. No, my family's out of town today. They're... They're going to be laughing their head off. Okay. He said to the, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. My mom used to give me that double whammy on my name. It meant she wanted my attention. Paul is saying to the Philippians, he's saying to them and to us, he's saying, hey, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the midst of your troubles, your trials, the good times, and the bad. In everything, give thanks. In everything, rejoice. And be all always concerned in understanding that while you live in this life, while you live in in the circumstances of this world, yes, and in this circumstance are pain, there's there's tears, there's grief, there's there's all kinds of of trouble in this life. We were never told that we'd have a rose garden. We were never told that we wouldn't suffer and at times grieve. But he said in all of it, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Now, somebody says, well, that's why the world thinks we're crazy. It doesn't make sense. Oh, let me, I tried to think of what could be an example of of rejoicing in the midst of it all. And I remembered when I walked out of Miami Valley Hospital when my mother had passed away and we'd said goodbye. I I remembered as we, all 28 of us, as we were leaving her, her ICU room and We'd stayed as long as we could, and we left, and we were brokenhearted. The little kids were bawling, and I was upset, and we were all tears streaming down our faces. We're we're silent. We're grieving. We're hurting. We're in pain. She was mom. And as I was walking across the breezeway to the Apple Street garage, all of us trailing across that bridge. I looked out the glass window. There was all big glass. If you've ever been there, it's a beautiful glass bridge. And there was the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen in my life. It was gorgeous. And I looked up into that sunset. And I felt joy. With tears streaming down my face and my family's, I looked into that sunset and all those beautiful clouds, and I said, there you are. There you are. Knowing that she was safe. She was home. She was as as alive in that moment as she's ever been in her life. She's alive now. That's where the joy comes. Because, Vicki, when we say goodbye to our parents, which you have done, we, the Bible says we don't sorrow as those who have no hope. We don't sorrow as those who have no peace. We don't sorrow as those who have no joy. The joy of the Lord becomes our strength. As we understand and know that in the midst of our grief, there is joy. Because I know, as we said about Duran just a moment ago, 
we're going to be reunited together again. So there's a a deep-seated joy even in the midst of our trials and troubles. So we have no excuse for ever, ever not being thankful and full of joy in our hearts. Joy is a gift from God. And it helps us in our life as we move forward. It's a fruit. It's a fruit hanging off the tree of your life. It comes naturally. If you've discovered Christ, if you've ex- invited him into your heart and life, and you've, you've known the mercy and the grace of God, then you have experienced this nat- unnatural. You just get, it, It's natural in its course, but for you it's unnatural perhaps. But all of a sudden you're just happy. You're just full of joy. You, you've got this settled peace in you. You don't even know where it comes from. You've just got this popping out all over you like oranges on a tree. It's joy. It causes you to, to not look at life the same way or others the same as you used to. It changes who you are in every way. That's why I always say, man, if you're still the same way, if you got saved and you're still the same old crabby person you were before, then please get in the altar and keep digging, keep seeking a little more because the deeper you go with God, the more of the fruit comes out of your life and the less you look like yourself. The Bible says that we are to take on the image of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We're to take on the visible image of Christ everywhere we go. Christians are little Christ. We're, we're, we're in his image. We're transformed, renewed, regenerated. Until we look like him, we talk like him, we walk like him. I miss the bracelets, WWJD. Because for people who hadn't yet discovered the living waters and the wells for themselves, they at least started acting more like Jesus. The presence and the power of an almighty God brings joy. I like to to think that joy kind of holds it all. You've got your peace, you've got love, you've got the, the, the hope, all of it wrapped up in joy. Joy is like the, the explosion of fruit. It's what plays out into your joy, it comes out in your peace, it comes out in your love, it, it, it just kind of permeates all of it, kind of like oranges, you know, from a tree. They leave the tree and they immediately are taken to the company and the company puts them in a batter and the next thing you know you have orange hostess cupcakes. They are amazing. I love them. They're my favorite. Orange juice, orange, whatever, orange flavored, whatever. It's the process of the fruit in our lives that comes out in everything we do. It's the process. It's 100%, not from concentrate. It's amazing, the power of the joy that comes into our lives. The Lord gave us joy. Of all the things he could have given to us, he gave us peace, he gave us love, he gave us hope. He wrapped it all up in a ribbon called joy. Psalm 118 and verse 24, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it every day. Carpe diem, seize the day. Every minute, not tomorrow, not yesterday. We need to get into this idea that God wants us to live in the now. So many folks living in yesterday, they can't appreciate what's going on now. God can't and God can direct them into the deep places with him because they're so caught up in yesterday. They live in the past and they can't come back from that. And they're just sad. Our whole life is about yesterday. God's in the yesterdays. He said in Isaiah, man, forget not the former things. Remember these things. But understand this. Today, I'm doing a new thing. God wants to do new things. He doesn't want us caught up in worrying about tomorrow. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Don't you worry about what's ahead. Don't worry about the future. You'll get all stressed out. He says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we we think about, we experience, we have adventure. Today, we embrace our loved ones. Because if we stay in the past or if we go too far in the future, we neglect the very ones who need us the most. The ones who are with us now, and that's where your joy is comes bubbling out as Stacy's holding little Amara. She's holding on to joy right there. 
is holding on to these things that God wants us to experience in the now. Peace is a, is a now thing. Love is a now thing. Hope. Hope is a now thing. Trusting that everything's going to be all right, so I have hope now. And joy. He wants us to experience joy now. He wants us to know that everything's going to be all right, that everything's good, that we're being led right now, that the God of yesterday and the God of tomorrow is the God who is here right now, Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. He's with us everywhere that we go. I'm not talking about a representative. I'm not talking about a president in a limousine. I'm not talking about a God that you can't get close to because of the secret service around him. I'm not talking about a pop star or a celebrity. I'm not talking about any of those things. Doesn't it blow your mind that the God who spoke the stars into existence, the God who formed the mountains with his fingers and put them in their landscape, the God who parted the oceans and made land and then put the boundaries out there, that same God is living within you right now. Working in this service right now. The same Jesus who walked the dusty roads of Nazareth and Galilee. The same Jesus who took that Via Della Rosa to the cross. That same Jesus that looked down on John and said, John, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. The same one who said, Father, forgive them. That same Lord Jesus Christ is here in our midst right now. Don't you ever look around and wonder about the supernatural? Do you ever wonder where the angels are? I would imagine, I would imagine the scripture teaches us correctly when it talks about the earth and how they're descending and ascending and doing the work of God and the other. That means that you and I, as many of you as there are in this house right now, if you could put on your 4D glasses... I say 4D because it's not 3D. It's the fourth dimension. It's the spiritual dimension. I made it up. Put on your 4D glasses, and if you could just see the angels, and a few minutes ago, if you could see in the spirit the armies that were going out one side of the building and going out the other side, the ones that were ministering right here, you could see in the spirit maybe angels gathering three and four and five strong, standing around people and doing the work of God over their lives. I'm telling you, if we'll open our eyes to the Spirit, we'll know the joy of the Lord. We'll know the power of the Lord at work in our midst. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Sometimes it's easy, like on a morning like this. We're singing all the songs and we're, we're, we're doing... You know, it's easy when we're loving on one another, we're shaking hands with one another, and we look good, and we're, we've come together in, in the house of the Lord, and, and it's just easy to rejoice now, but it's when we get out there, and the rubber meets the road, and we find ourselves living out this faith, and living out our relationship with Christ. He says, rejoice anyhow. Rejoice in the good, the bad, the ugly. I looked up the word rejoice, and it says to feel or express great joy, to own it, to possess it, to mark it with a red letter, to proclaim, to kick up one's heels. I want to see every one of you all walking out to the car today going. (laughs) I started to actually do it. (laughs) That would have not worked out pretty. It also says, beat the drum. Beat the drum. Make exaltation. That's rejoice. We're to be a living, walking billboard for Jesus. We're to go everywhere we go beating the drum. I've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost of God, and I am victorious. There isn't a devil in hell can stop the work of God in my life. There ain't a human being can be a stumbling block for me. It can try all they want to, but the will and the purposes of God is going to unfold in my life. I'm a child of the Lord. I'm a head, not the tail. I am already a winner and a victorious overcomer through Jesus Christ, and nobody's going to stop me. 
I got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. <laughs> Where? Down in my heart. Big joy. Big joy. I wrote at the top of my notes here this morning. Big joy. I don't want just a little joy. I don't want just a little. I don't want just enough religion. I don't want just to get by. I'm not just looking for for it to, you know, give me a a cute little resume on my life or a cute epitaph on my tombstone. I'm telling you, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to do this thing in the 10-foot end of the pool. I'm not interested in hanging out in the shallow end with all the people that want to stay safe. I want to go out there and risk it all. I want to jump in where faith is required, and I have to trust in the God who gave me breath and gave me the heartbeat of my body. I want to trust him for every day of my life and live out the peace and the love, the hope and the joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I want to live it out in my life. I want him to know that I'm his. I invite every delightful disruption in my life. Because I think that's all it should be. Every delightful, delightful disruption. What two words to get together. Anticipation and expectation. Own it. To beat the drum. Everywhere you go. To have the power and the fellowship of God at work in your life where does this joy come from it comes from the scripture that we read earlier and behold an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone round them and they were greatly afraid then the angel said to them don't be afraid for behold go see i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. What was that? What's the good news? What's the great joy? For there is born. There is born unto you. Oh, there's some preaching right there. There is born a Savior. We, how many of you know we need a Savior? I don't know about you, I needed a Savior. I needed Him to come and take care of my business. I needed Him to come into my life and turn things around. I needed a Savior that could deliver me from myself, deliver me from the people out there, and deliver me from the enemy that comes in like a roaring lion. And guess what? He fulfills that job just great. He brought joy and peace and happiness and love to my life in a great manner because I trusted in Him, the power of of Christ, the power of His coming, Him being a deliverer, a Savior. But there is born. It did happen. Unto you, for you and me, this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. I loved the way they said Christ the Lord. Lord represents His deity. Christ is the Hebrew expression of Messiah. It's... Lord, Lord, he is Lord of all lords, king of all kings. He is not just a God, he is the God of all gods. He's not, he doesn't want your vote. He's not trying to get the best God vote. He is the one who sits on the eternal, omnipotent throne of the universe and the glory is his. And no other God will ever be able, there is no other God. That's the crazy part of this. No other gods He said, I'll have no other gods before me. That was because we are crazy enough to assume there might be some other God. But can I pull you in on something? There is no other deity. There is only one. His name is Jehovah God, and his son is Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit together make the Godhead Trinity. They are the owners of it all. Every other God is a fabrication. The enemy likes to come along and create little gods. He likes to name his demon forces as gods. He likes to even use them and make them, you know, to be something special, almost as if they're pretty powerful and got their own jobs and their own uh, uh, 
palaces and they own stuff. I'm going to tell you something. I believe the Bible's clear when it points out that we are to stand against every principality and wickedness in high places. It doesn't matter where they hide or what kind of mask they try to put on. They all are underneath the feet of our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. When he came, he conquered and he completed the work that he was supposed to do. Joy comes from knowing that he's here, that he's real. To believe and to know that he is part of your everyday life. He can't just be part of your Sunday. He can't just be part of your religious life. He becomes all in all. He has all of you or he has none of you. I say that again because somebody needs to hear that. He has all of you or he has none of you. That's the way he works. He's jealous in that respect. He won't share the throne in your life with, crazy as it is, your, your idols, your, your pop stars, your, your, your music world, your TV world, your your people world, all the other things that we try to fill our lives with and make them our gods, make them our idols, and we worship them, and we're obsessed with them, and we find ourselves compulsive in this life, living to please ourselves, we become centered and selfish. There is a plague, an epidemic of selfishness in the world today. The church today, he said, in the last days when he comes, he said, will I find faith in the earth? It surprises me at times. I'm telling you, I'm praying against a spirit of selfishness, a spirit of idleness where people are caught up in their own flesh and their own needs. It's time for us to understand, here's our rights. We have none. We have no rights. We are to be nothing but absolutely surrendered to Almighty God, giving our whole life if necessary, killing if necessary, our flesh, letting ourselves be killed. You're not to kill anybody. To die if it's required. And have the spirit inside of us that says we will not, we will not hold back. We will not be denied the relationship with Christ that comes in knowing him as Paul mentioned and desired. To know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. To know him even if in death, his resurrection. To know the Lord in the power of his joy, his peace, his love, and his hope. I desire, you know, I I look and I see the the celebrations and all the things that are around us. And at times, while it's it's beautiful, and I don't have a particular problem with it, I, I'm not one of these, you know, you'll forgive me, super, super condemnatory people who, who look at every little thing and call it a demon chase people down and try to condemn their lives. They spend all of their lives just condemning everybody. There's a lot of that that goes around. I don't do that. When when it comes to Christmas, I got the lights. As a matter of fact, I I won some kind of an award with two elves. Did I tell in in this service that? Yeah, I went out to my mailbox. I mean, this year I kind of went a little bit nuts, okay? I... I put lights up everywhere. I got so mad because everybody puts up now orange and black lights for Halloween. They're, oh, my whole neighborhood is all, ooh, 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 it's a boogie street. And I'm like, <laughs> makes me upset. I keep going down through there and I'm like, they got lights for every holiday now. And now they're just decking it out in Halloween. Everybody's out and it's, it's all orange and black lights and everybody's scary and there's cats going like that. And it's crazy and it makes me so mad. 
So by the time I got ready for, for Christmas, I, I was just like, no way. There is no way I'm going to let them outdo me with the boogeyman. I am going to absolutely get out there. And I went, I put up lights in every bush. I put them around my brick. I put them on the other trees. I did everything I could. I went and bought those star things, and I got three of them on my house. And they're shining all over the place. It looks like an intergalactic space hyper zone. It's amazing. And the power of all that light going, and it's just crowded everywhere. And I'm looking at it, and I'm feeling like Chevy Chase and, and vacation. I'm like, now I got a, amen. I got a, I got a Christmas card in my mailbox in a package, and I pulled it out and I opened the package first because you always do that. You find out who it's from later. I pulled out the, the, it was some Christmas tree candies, all kinds of candies. I was just like, oh, rocking, that's all right. So then I look at the card, and the card says, thank you so much for all your beautiful lights. It's made our neighborhood so festive for Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Enjoy the goodies, the secret to elves. So I won the elf award. You know, I'm all about Christmas. I like Christmas. I want, I, here's the way I look at it. Every light is screaming to the entire neighborhood, Jesus is Lord! Every light, every wreath, every Christmas tree, open your windows, let them see that He is risen, He's come, and He is the Savior of the heart and life of the world. He came to save us. I want Him to know, man, that's what I'm celebrating. I don't put no lights up at Halloween. I don't put no lights up at any other time, Pumpkin Day or or uh, St. Patrick's Day, or uh, I don't put green lights out. I'm not, I'm not into all that, you know. I, I appreciate it, and I like it, and, I, I can, you know, I can put some corn stalks on my porch. That'd be all right. But I, I love, I mean, when it comes to Christmas, I want the whole world to know that I believe that he is the only omnipotent, awesome God, and he is who I celebrate and who you celebrate. I'm not worried about that. So don't come tell me. Don't, don't come meet with me. Don't tell me that I need, to get real, I need to get saved. Don't tell me that because my lights are my... They, they help me celebrate my salvation. They help me point to Christ. They help me do what I'm doing. I'm not caught up. Well, you know, it wasn't December 25th. That wasn't his birthday. You know, we have no idea when my grandma was born either. She was born by some midwife in the hills of Tennessee. So we just picked a day, March 23rd, 1917. We think that's how old she is. And so she, just, she died, and on her tombstone, it says March 17, 19, or March 23rd, not, whenever it was. March 23rd, 1917. We put that on there. We just picked a day. That's all we're doing now. We're just picking a day to say, hey, world, slow down. There was a day when the angel split the sky and said to a couple shepherds, he has come. Woo. Amen. Hallelujah. He has come. He has come. So we know, we celebrate, not because of religion, not because of somebody's tradition, not because of a denomination, not because some pope somewhere figured it out. It doesn't ma- that doesn't matter to me anymore. That is something that I'll just leave to the historians. All I know is that when I come together on Christmas morning and on Christmas Eve when we come together for a candlelight service, on su- don't, don't miss Christmas Eve, Sunday morning. We're doing the first ever candlelight service. We haven't done one in probably 30 years. We're going to do one this coming Christmas Eve. Booth services, 9 and 11. It's going to be beautiful. But we're doing that to honor Him. I want heaven to know that we honor His coming. And we honor Easter because we honor the fact that He rose from the dead. And He is alive at the right hand of the Father. And I'm still finding every day some way to celebrate that He is coming again. And I'm listening for the sound of a trumpet. And I'm watching for the eastern sky to split up. 
happen. For the Bible says the Lord himself, yes, that same Lord that was brought into Bethlehem in a manger, God in a baby's trough, that right there, that same Lord, the same Lord who went to the cross, the same Lord who rose up out of that tomb, having the keys to death, hell, and the grave, the same Lord that ascended to the right hand of the Father, the same Lord that's interceding for me and you right now, that same Lord is coming again. And when he does, I'm going to go. I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. Ah. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, the dead in Christ. Hello, mama. The dead in Christ all over Woodside, all over Butler County, all over Dayton, all over Cincinnati. The dead in Christ shall rise first. It only makes sense. Somebody says, well, why does that happen? Well, they got a little work to do. (laughs) Dead in Christ shall rise first. And we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Merry Christmas. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Lord's Coming Back Rapture Day. Our lives ought to be lives of joy. Finding as many ways as we can to live in joy. Stand with me this morning. It was Phillips Brooks who, 140 years ago, went to Bethlehem, stood on the outside of the the hill there and looked over the little tiny village. Today, it's a kind of a bustling town, thousands of people. But 140 years ago, it was still a tiny little village. And he sat looking at that little village And I think he had like an epiphany like we're having today. He said, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born to us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. And hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Merry Christmas to you. Happy joy. Big joy. Celebrate every chance you get, Brian. I mean, I feel like we ought to be walking around. Is this all right, Kim? I'm a, I know we're over. I'm going to close. But we ought to be walking around like Scrooge after he woke up and found out it was Christmas. I mean, I wish we could do a little right now. Here's what a fine boy. What, what day is it? December 25th, sir. Oh, yes, a delightful boy, wonderful boy. Oh, yes, it's Christmas. Oh, go down and buy the big turkey and take it to Mr. Cratchit. Yes, it's a wonderful day. Oh, it's a great day. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh. Oh, no. I'm going to have to live that one down. (laughs) Middle name and a Scrooge impersonation. Oh, wow. Joy, joy, joy. Live in joy. Live out the joy. Let the fruit of joy just come out all over your life. You'll be happier. You'll be at peace. You'll love. And you'll live in this hope 
that nothing that you go through in life will ever take away. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you. We honor you for your word. We honor you, Lord, for the way that you have given us the tools that we need. We're fully equipped. Thank you for helping us to launch into the deep places to know you in greater, greater intimacy, the secret places of where you reveal your love and covenant to us. Touch your people today. May this room leave out of here kicking their heels up and beating their drum. May they leave out full of joy. Thank you. Thank you that that's one of our gifts. In Christ's name we pray. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, in the first service, we had people get saved. I wonder, with every head bowed, is there anyone today that would say, you know what, I, I don't have that joy and I don't have that experience or encounter with God. I need him. I need the reason he came to the earth. I need him in my own life to be my savior. If that's you and you're here, we're going to pray a prayer right where you're standing. If you'd like to pray that prayer to accept Christ, would you just slip up your hand and then write back down? God bless you. Any others? God bless you. Thank God. These that are lifting their hands, is there anyone else? Anyone else? Who am I waiting on? Is there anyone else? I need to be saved this morning, Pastor. I want to pray that prayer. All right, these that lifted their hands. And if you didn't lift your hand, I feel like I feel to challenge you. You can still pray this prayer. Let's go before the Lord and bring these folks to him today. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation. You came for me. I confess you with my mouth. I believe it in my heart. So your word says, I'm saved. In Jesus' name, strengthen me every day. Amen. 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 Praise God. Now, I have, I have made a grave mistake. So, gentlemen, I'm just going to ask that you just stand right where you are. Prop those doors open. Because I know people have come today and they want the opportunity to pay their tithe. They want the opportunity to give in offerings. So they're going to stand right on either side of those exit doors. And as you leave today, that's going to be your offering. So we'll pray over that right now, okay? Father, we come to you. We thank you for the manifestation of your spirit today. The people that have come to know you. I pray that you will bless them. And I pray that, God, you will touch us as a church to move deep into the secret, wonderful, sacred places of intimacy with you. Touch us together. Bless this offering. Bless our missionaries. And thank you, Lord, for those who are faithful in paying their tithe in obedience to your word. Thank you for this, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you accepted Christ, please go by. There's a booth in the lobby where they would like to meet you. It's a crosswalk booth. They'll give you a Bible. They'll introduce themselves to you, give you any information you need in getting started in your new walk with Christ. God bless you, and thank you for being here. Don't forget to come back tonight, 6 o'clock. Wear your ugly Christmas sweater.